My name is Keith Beavers, and my parents recently found a demo of my old band from the 90s that I was in back in the day. Gave a good listen to it. Came to conclusions. We were awesome. What's going on, wine lovers? Welcome to Vine Pairs Wine 101 Podcast. My name is Keith Beavers. I am the tasting director of Vine Pair, and what is happening with you? Today we are going to get deep into the purest expression of Sauvignon Blanc. There are two little villages that do so much for this variety. Let's talk about it. This episode of Wine 101 is sponsored by J Vineyards and Winery in California's Russian River Valley. Fun fact, grapes have no GPS, so you can relocate them nearly anywhere. The cool climate around J Winery is similar to their native France, helping the grapes thrive. Jay makes highly acclaimed Chardonnay, Pinot Gris, Pinot Noir, and a variety of sparkling wines with very happy grapes. To experience wine from Jay Vineyards and Winery, follow the link in the episode description to BarrelRoom.com. Okay, so you've heard me say things before, like this is the purest expression of this variety, or it's thought, or it's said to be that. Well, today, we are going to talk about the town and the wine region of Sancerre which is often considered, and I've said this before, one of the purest expressions of Sauvignon Blanc on the planet. And I say that because it's very, I don't want to say ubiquitous, but we see a lot of it on the American market. But the thing is, as pure and wonderful as the wines of Sancerre is, we cannot talk about Sancerre unless we also talk about its neighboring region, literally neighboring right over the Loire River. It's a bridge you can walk over into it, of a little town called Puy. And that area has a wine region called Puy Fumé. So we have Sancerre and we have Puy Fumé. And in these two towns, in the, this area, this is really truly what's known or thought to be some of the truest expression, expressions of the variety Sauvignon Blanc. But it wasn't always that way. Okay, before we get to that, let's talk about where Sancerre and Puy are. Remember last episode we talked about the Loire River and how it flowed, how it started at a high elevation in the central massif near where Burgundy is, and it started flowing north, and then eventually it curves west going towards the Atlantic? Well, that curve right there, that's an area called the Upper Loire. And this is where the city or town of Sancerre and Puy are. And they are on either side of the Loire River. So on the left bank, you have the town of Sancerre, and on the right bank, you have the town of Puy. Now, it's really well known, just like everywhere in Europe, that the almost everywhere in Europe, the, the Romans were here. And the Romans, there is, do, there is documentation to say that the, even the Romans back in the day saw this area called the Upper Loire as a, a suitable place to grow vines. Then the monks, right, wine lovers? The monks are always around. They start hanging out in the Middle Ages, and they actually start planting vineyards, focusing, documenting, and all that. And up until the mid to late 19th century, like around 1860 or so, this area had a lot of, I guess you could say, Burgundian varieties because of its proximity. I mean, Puy is, I think, about 50 miles from Chablis. So you had Gamay here, you had... Chardonnay, you had Pinot Noir, and then you had Sauvignon Blanc, and you had another grape called Cheslas, 
which is a variety from Switzerland, which also makes sense because Burgundy is close to the Swiss border. Then Phylloxera hits, and the story happens all over the place with Phylloxera. It destroys everything. People have to replant, but when they replant, they've been devastated economically, so they want to make sure what they plant will survive. And Cheslas was planted, of course, but more than that, it was thought that Sauvignon Blanc was the most suitable variety in this area. So the town of Puy decides to focus primarily on Sauvignon Blanc, but in here, they call Sauvignon Blanc Blanc Fumé. Blanc meaning white, Fumé meaning smoke, white smoke. It's a pretty amazing name for a grape. It kind of sounds like a horse's name, but the reason they call it that is because of the soil and the climate of that area, the wines would take on a sort of, well, they would have an aroma of gunflint or, or sometimes smoky aroma. It's actually a, um, it's a compound called benzyl mercaptan, but of course they didn't know that back in the day. And for Sancerre, up until the 20th century, the, like, the, sort of like the early to mid 20th century, they were, I mean, Sauvignon Blanc was there, but they were primarily making wine from the white Cheslas grape from Switzerland and Pinot Noir and Gamay. But they would eventually focus on Sauvignon Blanc as well. And then in the 1930s, when France was developing its AOC system, in 1936, Sancerre becomes an AOC. And it is focused, of course, on Sauvignon Blanc and Pinot Noir. Gamay and Cheslas are pretty much out of there. And then in 1937, the town of Puy gets its own wine region. And it's called Puy Fumé. Puy is the name of the town. Fumé is a characteristic of their wine, which differentiates them from the town across the river. And now we have these two appellations focusing on Sauvignon Blanc. And now that these are two wine regions, by the 19, late 60s, they really come into themselves as wine regions, defining themselves and their style of wine from the Sauvignon Blanc grape. And in the 70s and the 80s, these wines make their way to Paris and become extremely popular because of their uniqueness. They, Sancerre is racy and, and crisp and lean, and it's different, and people really fell in love with it. And the, the, the Sauvignon Blancs from Puy Fumé are almost like that, but a little more dense, a little more fuller body, but again, very, very cool. And in Sancerre, there's a little area called Chavignol, and in that area, wines are coming out that have a little bit of earthiness to them. It's becoming very popular. This is a time when Beaujolais Nouveau becomes a thing. And that's going to be in the next episode. So Beaujolais and Sancerre, two wine regions over all the way over in the eastern part of France start becoming popular in Fran in Paris and it blows up. It hits the American market and man, 70s, 80s, early 90s, we went nuts for Sancerre. Yes, Puy Fumé was around but Sancerre is what caught. It was easier to say. And it was one of the most popular wines in America for a long time. It was different than Chardonnay. So that's why it was so popular. Americans, you know, we have, our, our palates get saturated with something. We look for something new. So at that time, we must have been oversaturated with 
Chardonnay. There was an acronym out there called anything but Chardonnay. So it makes sense why this happened. Of course, demand was very high, and then demand drops, and we go through other phases. But the thing about Sancerre is it never really left us. It's always on the shelves. There's always somebody coming into a wine shop asking for a Sancerre. So much that people may not even know that it's the Sauvignon Blanc grape. People may not even know that it's considered maybe with Pouille Fumé, the purest expression of that variety. But here we are today, and just like places like Beaujolais, which we'll talk about in next episode, they're kind of going through a revival right now, the Sancerre and Pouille Fumé appellations never went through a revival on the American market. They were just always there, and now they're just kind of coming back. So let's talk about Sancerre real quick and Pouille Fumé. Get a little, let's talk about the wines there to wrap this whole thing up. One thing that's a little bit tough about Sancerre is that it's spread out over about 14 communes. And there's about 7,000 acres under vine. Um, and from the, the uh, western edge of the Appalachian all the way towards the town of Sancerre, the soil changes so that there are almost like a few areas with different results. Now, the thing is, you're not going to see this on the label. So you just have to kind of enjoy <laughs> the wines and then kind of get a set and maybe look them up and see where they're, where the vines are from. There is one crew, of course, in Sancerre that helps define this. And I'll, here, let me just, here, here, here we go. Vines or wines coming from the very western part of Sancerre. You're going to get uh, Sauvignon Blancs that have that racy character to them, but there's going to be a density to them. They're going to be a little bit fuller bodied. And a great way to experience this and to know what you're getting is getting wine from the little crew called Chavignol, which is in this area of Sancerre. Not a lot of it is made there. It's a smaller area, so the wines are kind of expensive, but you get a really good sense of how microclimate <laughs> and soily these wines are and how they actually grab the terroir, if you will, the sense of place from that area. As the vineyards move towards the east towards the town of Sancerre, this area is it's known for, well, the vines that grow there produce wines that are a little more delicate. This is where we get the, the very racy, clean, crisp, grassy Sancerres. And as we get closer to Sancerre, the town, which is actually closer to the river, which is actually closer to Pouille we start getting... Sancerre wines that are kind of flinty. Does that make sense? You know, it's getting closer to Pouilly. And wines here can actually age for a little bit, also all the way in the western part. But the thing about Sauvignon Blanc is it doesn't really... Sauvignon Blanc does age, and here it definitely does. For There's sometimes between two to six, four to six years, something like that. But Sauvignon Blanc doesn't develop like other varieties. It almost kind of maintains its character more than it does anything else. But of course, this is wine, so anything's possible, right? Now, that's the thing about Sancerre is a wine can be a blend of all these areas. It just depends on what the winemaker owns or what they're drawing from for their vintage. 
And what's cool is about 10% of the wine coming out of Sancerre is Pinot Noir, red Pinot Noir. I was in Sancerre talking to a winemaker once, and they told me how hard Pinot Noir is to make there. And you don't see a lot of it. Um, but when you do, grab it. It is one of the more interesting expressions of Pinot Noir in the world. Um, it, it doesn't have the live um, sort of elegance of Burgundy. There's an earthiness. There's an unctuousness to it. It has some depth to it. It can be peppery, a little bit herbaceous. They're very cool, and they're very different. And also, they do about 6% of rosé, which is from the Pinot Noir variety, and those are very cool as well. So if you see one, grab it and check it out. Very cool. As far as Puy Fumé is concerned, what you should know is that the, the wines from Puy Fusé have density to them. They are, if Sauvignon Blanc can be elegant and powerful at the same time, this is where you'll notice it. There's an undeniable structure and density to these Sauvignon Blancs while still at the same time being extremely refreshing with high natural acidity. It's, it's one of those things where like, oh my gosh, nature did this and humans and nature did this. This is amazing. Also, something to know is often Puy Fumé is confused with a place in Burgundy called Puy Fusé. Two completely different places, two completely different wines. That's Chardonnay in Burgundy, Sauvignon Blanc, and Puy Fumé. Just kind of clear that up. The thing is, these wines, like I said, they don't really age for a long time. Maybe six years. Again, I'm sure there's somebody doing it in a way that can age longer. But in general, these wines are consumed in their youth. And that's what's kind of crazy is these wines are best consumed in their youth, but they can actually be pretty expensive. So if you're used to spending a lot of money on aging, on, on aged wine, I mean, it's not a lot of money. Like tw they start around and they're, and they start in the mid to high 20s and they go up from there. And Chavignol can be much more expensive and Puy Fumé can get really expensive. But what you're experiencing is what is considered in the wine world some of the purest expressions of this variety. So although they aren't age-worthy wines and they can be a little bit pricey, it's an absolute experience. Not all Sancerre is expensive. So the more less expensive ones may not have the kind of focus that I'm talking about now. And in Puy Fumé, there is a larger part of the AOC surrounding that AOC called um, Puy Sur Loire. And that, when you see that on a label, again, that's a more general Sauvignon Blanc, not necessarily in the style that I'm talking about here, but they are available and you will see them around. But I thought it was important to put these two together because I could have done something on just Sancerre, but you can't just do Sancerre and not do Puy Fumé. They're neighboring regions. They're very similar. They both are very special in their own right for what they have to offer us. And it's also... I got to say, it's not easy. If I were to be blinded on a Puy Fumé or a Sancerre, I personally don't know, unless it's like a Chavignol and really, really crazy. Even then, I don't even know if I would be able to tell if the wine is from which side of the river. It's not easy because we're not talking about blends here. This is one variety in 
soils that are similar yet different <laughs> with very similar uh, climates. So it's, it's, it's a little bit tough, but the fun of the, the enjoyment of this is just to go and start buying and trying because if you're willing to spend in that upper 20 to 30 range, you are going to have some beautiful wines. And if you have a few of them, you might be able to get a sense of the subtleties of this variety because not only does it change from, from village to village, but winemakers within these wine regions also have unique, unique characteristics to them in the way they make their wine and the different vines they blend with. So it's a, it's a really fun and refreshing, beautiful place to try. So I hope this helped. Go out there. Don't just enjoy Sancerre. Also enjoy, enjoy Pouille Fumé. And let me know what you're drinking. Vine Pair Keith on Insta. Talk to you next week. Vine Pair Keith is my Insta. Rate and review this podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. It really helps get the word out there. And now for some totally awesome credits. Wine 101 was produced, recorded, and edited by yours truly, Keith Beavers, at the Vine Pair headquarters in New York City. I want to give a big old shout out to co-founders Adam Teeter and Josh Mallon for creating Vine Pair. And I mean, big shout out to Danielle Grinberg, the art director of Vine Pair, for creating the most awesome logo for this podcast. Also, Darby Seaside for the theme song. Listen to this. And I want to thank the entire Vine Pair staff for helping me learn something new every day. See you next week. E&J Gallo Winery is excited to sponsor this episode of Vine Pairs Wine 101. Gallo always welcomes new friends to wine with an amazing wide range of favorites ranging from everyday to luxury and sparkling wines. I mean, Gallo also makes award-winning spirits, but you know, this is a wine podcast. So whether you're new to wine or an aficionado, Gallo welcomes you to wine. We look forward to serving you enjoyment in moments that matter. Cheers. Visit BarrelRoom.com today to find your next favorite where shipping is available.